0: Good morning, Faithful Listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained Podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Numbers. Howdy and good morning, Faithful Listener. Thanks for tuning in to the Bible Explained Podcast. And I think finally... I have it down. I am no longer trying to say the P40 e Ministries podcast anymore. I think for the most part it is Bible Explained every time. So it only took me about a month <laughs> to get it down. But sometimes I still think the P40 e Ministries podcast, but I do correct it before I actually say it. So that's a good thing. But today we're going to talk about Numbers chapter 8 verses 1 all the way through 26. This is another whole chapter we're going to talk about today, because as we're getting into numbers, I'm realizing that um, a lot of the chapters are just the same theme. So it's not very easy to break up the chapters very well. So we will be talking about the entire chapter. And yes, I will be reading all of it, uh, the WEB version. So just sit back, relax with your cup of coffee as I go ahead and read numbers eight verses one through 26. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and tell him, When you light the lamps, the seven lamps shall give light in front of the lampstand. Aaron did so. He lit its lamps to light the area in front of the lampstand, as Yahweh commanded Moses. This was the workmanship of the lampstand, beaten work of gold. From its base to its flowers, it was beaten work. He made the lamp stand according to the pattern which Yahweh had shown Moses. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Take the Levites from among the children of Israel and cleanse them. You shall do this to them to cleanse them. Sprinkle the water of cleansing on them. Let them shave their whole bodies with a razor. Let them wash their clothes and cleanse themselves. Then let them take a young bull and its meal offering, fine flour mixed with oil, and another young bull you shall take for the sin offering. You shall present the Levites before the Ten of Meeting. You shall assemble the whole congregation of the children of Israel. You shall present the Levites before Yahweh. The children of Israel shall lay their hands on the Levites. And Aaron shall offer the Levites before Yahweh for a wave offering on behalf of the children of Israel, that it may be theirs to do the service of Yahweh. The Levites shall lay their hands on the heads of the bulls, and you shall take one for the sin offering and the other for the burnt offering to Yahweh to make atonement for the Levites." You shall set the Levites before Aaron and before his sons and offer them as a wave offering to Yahweh. Thus you shall separate the Levites from among the children of Israel and the Levites shall be mine. After that, the Levites shall go and do the service of the Ten of Meeting and you shall cleanse them and offer them as a wave offering. For they are wholly given to me from among the children of Israel. Instead of all who open the womb, even the firstborn of all the children of Israel, I have taken them to me. For all the firstborn among the children of Israel are mine, both man and animal. On the day that I struck all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, I sanctified them for myself. I have taken the Levites instead of all the firstborn among the children of Israel. I have given the Levites as a gift to Aaron and to his sons from among the children of Israel to do the service of the children of Israel in the Ten of Meeting, and to make atonement for the children of Israel, so that there will be no plague among the children of Israel when the children of Israel come near to the sanctuary." That's a lot of children of Israel. Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel did so to the Levites. According to all that Yahweh commanded Moses concerning the Levites, so the children of Israel did to them. The Levites purified themselves from sin, and they washed their clothes. And Aaron offered them for a wave offering before Yahweh, and Aaron made atonement for them to cleanse them. After that, the Levites went in to do their service in the Ten of Meeting before Aaron and before his sons. As Yahweh had commanded Moses concerning the Levites, so they did to them. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, This is what is assigned to the Levites from twenty-five years old and upward. They shall go in to wait on the service in the work of the tent of meeting. And from the age of fifty years they shall retire from doing the work and shall serve no more, but shall assist their brothers in the tent of meeting to perform the duty, and shall perform no service. This is how you shall have the Levites do their duties. I don't even know how many times I said children of Israel in this. (laughs) If you remember me, like at the beginning of Exodus, for some reason, I could not say children of Israel. It always came out children, children of Israel. Like I couldn't say the R or something. And so now... I've had so much practice saying children of Israel. I have no issue saying children of Israel anymore. I I can say it as much as you want me to say it. Children of Israel, children of Israel. So yeah, it's because it's repeated every other word (laughs) in the W.E.B. version. Sometimes I I, I just think it's funny. Like the W.E.B., I love the version. I love what they did with it. But sometimes it's not super readable. So when it like repeated the children of Israel like 20 times in one sentence. I was like, okay, this is a lot. This is a lot. But okay. In verse one, it talks about the lampstand. And this is the only two things that Numbers chapter eight is talking about, the lampstand and then the Levites. But to start out, don't forget that the temple has just been erected, basically. In Numbers chapter seven, we see that the temple was just being done being built. And this was Obviously, the same story that we've seen in Exodus and Leviticus and now Numbers, just with different accounts. So in Numbers chapter seven, we just talked about on Monday how the temple was built and it was finally finished. And so now in Numbers chapter eight, it says that Moses was supposed to tell Aaron how to initially light the lampstand. The lampstand was the thing that gave light inside the ten of meeting or inside of the tabernacle. Because the tabernacle would have been super dark. Like it was so dark in there because it had like three coverings over it. And so no light could get into the, the tabernacle at all. No outside light. What was illuminating the temple was God's presence. So Moses explains to Aaron specifically how to initially light the candlestick or rather the lampstand. And the lampstand would continue to be lit using God's presence, basically, because the lampstand was supposed to be lit with the fire that came down from heaven that lit the altar initially. With that fire, Aaron would take some of it and go and light the lampstand. It was God's fire that was lighting the lampstand. So Moses explains to Aaron how to do this, and he says that you're supposed to light it in a certain order, and then... uh, Make it illuminate the room as much as possible with the positions of the 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 candles from my understanding. I'm not exactly sure how this was done because I don't have a good picture of the lamp in my in my head. From my understanding, it's a big giant menorah, but uh, Aaron would just have to light it a certain way. So after this, it talks about the Levites, and this would be the th- the thirteenth day. So the first twelve days after the temple was finished, we talked about how each tribe gave a gift, and that was the 12 days of ceremony that would be done for all of this. And this, I think, also was taking place while Aaron and his sons were being consecrated for their work inside the tabernacle as well, their like priestly work. But on the 13th day, now the Levites are supposed to be consecrated to God, the entire Levite clan. So here's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to bring two young bulls, one for a um, one for a sin offering, and I believe the other for a burnt offering and also a meal offering of fine flour mixed with oil. All the men would bring these gifts or rather these offerings to God And then they were supposed to shave their entire bodies with a razor, which I found this really interesting because we saw that when a Nazarite wanted to take on that Nazarite vow, God actually says that their hair from the time that they take on the vow was holy. Their hair was holy because hair grows, right? And so while the Nazarite was under that Nazarite vow, all the hair that they would grow would be considered holy. And at the end of all of it, when their vow was completely over with, they would have to cut off all of their hair or rather razor it all off. And then that hair, that holy hair, would be burned in the fire completely. So what's interesting about that is the fact that the hair that the Nazarite was growing was holy. So God tells the Levites to shave off all of their body hair. Because that hair is not holy. They were growing that while they were living an unholy life. So they need to start fresh. They need to start growing holy hair. (laughs) That's kind of what it sounds like to me. There's something about hair, I've realized, that God deems as holy or unholy. So the Levites were supposed to shave all of their body hair off and grow it new after they have been consecrated to God. Now that they're living a new life, that hair that they're growing would be considered holy now. At this point, Aaron and the sons were supposed to present the Levites before Yahweh. Now, I do believe that all the Levites had to shave their body hair, but I would guess that only the leaders of the Levites would lay their hands on the bulls. There were thousands of Levites, so not all of them could lay their hands on two bulls. (laughs) that'd be really crowded. But anyway, they're supposed to lay their hands on the bulls and then Aaron would sacrifice the bulls on behalf of them and so that they could begin their service to Yahweh. So after the bull was sacrificed as a sin offering on behalf of the Levites, it says that Aaron was supposed to give the Levites as a wave offering to Yahweh. Offer them as a wave offering to Yahweh is what it says in verse 13. I don't know how this was done. (laughs) It doesn't give any uh, any indication of how this was done, because a wave offering, if you guys remember it, it was literally Aaron waving, like waving the gift. The offering to God, he would hold it up above his head, whatever it was, whether it was bread or whatever, and he would wave it back and forth. That was a wave offering. And that was just a way to, you know, get God's attention. Like you were waving at God. This offering was like special for God. But I don't know how, I don't know how Aaron would present the Levites as a wave offering because (laughs) it'd be pretty heavy. (laughs) So maybe he just like lifted their arms and like they all waved to God. I don't know. I, this one, I I don't know. I truly don't know how this was done. But it, if you have an idea of how it was done, uh, contact me and we can discuss it further that way. But anyway, Aaron was supposed to present the Levite men as a wave offering to Yahweh, however that was done. So it says in verse 15, after that, the Levites shall go in and do the service of the Ten of meeting. You shall cleanse them. Oh, yes, I forgot that the cleansing was supposed to happen as well. So what Aaron was supposed to do was flick water onto the Levites to cleanse them. They were, they themselves were supposed to shave all their body hair and actually like wash themselves, like bathe themselves. But Aaron would flick water on them. And in this way, they would also be cleansed through the purifying of that water. We've seen that a handful of times where certain elements are like flicked onto people like oil or the blood of the offering or water are flicked on to people during these ceremonies, indicating that they are being cleansed of the evil inside their hearts, basically. Then, of course, the Levites would participate in the wave offering. You know, Aaron would be showing God, like, look, God, this, these Levites are yours. This belongs to you, which was the point of the wave offering. Like, just saying, like, look, God, this, this offering I'm waving at you is yours. So then that would happen. But then before they could begin their work, the congregation of Israel would gather around them, and I would guess, again, this would be the leaders of the congregation, and the leaders would place their hands, or the congregation would place their hands on the Levites and bless them and pray for them. After this, they would be ready for the work of the tabernacle, and they could begin immediately. So God says here in verse 15 through 19, and this is kind of a repeat of what we've talked about before, where God says that the reason this happens and that the reason He has chosen the Levites is because all the firstborn belong to Him. And because of that, He is dedicating the Levites as the firstborn. And this was an honor for the Levites because the Levites, as the firstborn, would be the ones that would spiritually oversee all of the congregation of Israel. It would be like their leaders, the firstborn son, the tribe leader. So that is why God dedicates the Levites to himself is because all the firstborn belong to him. So the Levites are now the firstborn that belong to him. So now after this, it says that Moses and Aaron and the congregation of children or the congregation of the children of Israel did so to the Levites, according to all that Yahweh commanded Moses concerning the Levites. So the children of Israel did to them. So the the ceremony was done on the 13th day after the tabernacle was done. The Levites were dedicated to their work and the Levites purified themselves from sin. That's what this entire thing was about, purifying themselves from sin, recognizing through this ceremony that they now belong to God as the firstborn tribe. They washed their clothes and Aaron offered for them the wave offering before Yahweh and Aaron made atonement for them to cleanse them. And after that, the Levites went in to do their service in the tent of meeting before Aaron and before his sons, as Yahweh had commanded Moses concerning the Levites, so they did to them. So it was done. Everything God had said that was supposed to happen regarding the Levites was complete. And now the Levites were part of a special mission of helping the people grow closer to God through the service of the tabernacle. So in verse 23 and 26, there's some guidelines, once again, about the age of the Levites. God says that the only people that were allowed to do the work of the Levites were up to 50 years, 25 years old, up to 50 years. And I believe the 25-year-olds from the age of 25 to 30 could not carry the temple furniture, but from 30 to 50 they could. I think that was another regulation laid out earlier, but from 25 years old, they could go into the tabernacle and learn and be like part of an apprenticeship basically until they were 30 years old. Then from the ages of 30 to 50, that was when they could do some of the really heavy lifting. And God says here though, that from the age of 50 and up, they need to retire from their service. They are no longer allowed to do the heavy lifting. This was God preserving the Levites. And this is showing that God is a very gentle god that does not require extremely hard work from us i mean 50 year old men can still do a lot of work and i mean that's even i mean god's even being more generous than america you know where american men nowadays are retiring at ages 65 and up i know some 65 year old men that are still working but god is so generous where he's saying from the age of 50 they have to stop They are done with their service unless they want to assist their brothers in the Ten of Meeting to perform the duty, but they can't perform any services because it was heavy lifting what the Levites had to do. And that's why God reserved it for the men specifically, because they had to carry the stuff. And a lot of it was very rigorous, not all of it, but much of it was. So God reserved it to the young men to do this work and the men from age 50 and up could assist in certain ways or like be the foreman, I suppose, (laughs) and like oversee the job or the manager or something, but they just couldn't do the work themselves. And I think the NIV version actually says that if the retired men want to do it, they can do it. They don't have to do it, from my understanding. The WEB is not clear on that. Um, It actually almost sounds like they need to assist their brothers in the tent meeting, but the NIV translated it as... If they want to assist, they can. But I really think that the moral of this is just showing that God is not as difficult to work with as we sometimes make him out to be. (laughs) And I think the reason we make God out to be like this micromanaging taskmaster is because we paint him in that light. I mean, so far, everything that I've seen that I have been reading through, yes, there was... Work required. There was some rigorous work required as well. But by the time Jesus comes to earth, Jesus was just so simplistic. And yet he was following the law to a T. Like what Jesus was doing, it just seemed so simple, right? Like he wasn't going out and doing what the Pharisees were doing. And, you know, and, and Jesus was saying the Pharisees were putting these burdens on the people. And God is not a God that puts tons of burdens on people all the time. In fact, God says that his his work is light when we take it on ourselves. And and that's just showing how good God is that he wants his people to retire at a certain age, way earlier than we even think. 50 years old was when they were supposed to retire. And yet we we make God out to be this like cruel uh master that just like has the whip and is expecting us to do all this stuff but in actuality that's not really how it is we just we make it worse than it is and even as i'm reading through numbers and leviticus and everything a lot of these laws were very very simple morality issues that we just make out to be like something so big that god was so mean to make these laws but in actuality they're very very simple So we need to look at God in a different light. It's not like this cruel, cruel God that, you know, does all this stuff, but rather a God that cares about us, cares about our well-being and wants us to rest. He is the God of rest. Well, everybody, if you enjoyed this episode, share it on your social media platforms and continue to rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen from, because the ratings are going to help people find this podcast. That is just how it works. It is an excellent way to share the gospel. So liking the podcast, writing a review, rating it five stars, sharing it, subscribing it. These are all excellent ways to help the podcast grow with very little effort. Well, friends and faithful listeners, I just hope that you have a fantastic rest of your Wednesday and that you are blessed. So happy listening and God bless.